A cauldron of ultimate power waits for a group of desperate kids and an ugly keen to get their hands on it. Welcome to the Walt Vault with Michelle, Andre, Louise, and me, Emily. We're a family-friendly podcast where we pick a new Disney movie each week. We watch it, share our thoughts, and then relate it to pop culture, fandoms, and anything else that pops into our heads. Enjoy! Welcome to the Walt Vault, episode 81. Did your intro that you wrote mm-hmm. for Luis to read say, an ugly king? Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he uggo. <laughs> uh, he uggo. He was king uggo, honestly. <gasps> yeah, he wasn't the prettiest, that's for sure, but they were desperate and ugly. Uh, I heard that, you know, the king was desperate and the kids were ugly. Desperate which children, ugly king. <laughs> Yeah. It's interchangeable, actually. <laughs> yeah, Desperate King, not that great-looking children. <laughs> this week, we are talking about 1985's The Black Cauldron. Uh, this is an animated movie. Um, it was directed by Ted Berman and Richard Rich, and written by Lloyd Alexander, David Jonas, and some other people. Starring, so interesting. Uh, is there any name in here wasn't john hurt in nobody this movie? We would really recognize john hurt was the uggo king nah, uh, was he was he not i read that somewhere didn't i and i told you that when we were watching it but w- was that misinformation uh, i mean I, I i'm looking at imdb and i don't see john hurt on here what? oh wait oh wait no you're right you're right you're right they they didn't put this cast in the right order oh yes john hurt as the horned king everyone else as um everyone else <laughs> Everybody I don't know none of the names of these characters, so Ooh. I'm going to be calling them boy, um, girl, wispy thing, let me just pig. Read, let me just read some names. Uh, we got Taryn, you know, we got Alonwi, you know, we got Fooder Flam. Fooder Flam. Fooder Flam. Who's Fooder Flam? The Who's dog? The dude. No, uh, the dude that they meet or the, the, the pig. No, the dude. He's the, the, the old man. The minstrel guy. The, the minstrel. Yeah. And then. The Merlin dude. Flur Flurm. Uh, Doggle. It's me, Doggle. That thing. Hi. The dog. You know what I am. The chipmunk. I'm an animal. <laughs> animal. Of some kind. <laughs> you, uh, we, what do we say? He sounds like a cross between Jar Jar Binks. It's a me, Doggle. <laughs> Donald Duck a little bit. Donald Duck and. Oh, uh, Sagusa. And uh, what's the Smeagol. thing from the Lord of Smeagol? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, and he's a combination of all those characters. You know, he's got it all. Um, I'm gonna give my first impression. Uh, whew, this movie is rough. It's 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 uh, not easy to watch. <laughs> At least it wasn't easy to watch. I, I don't know. I didn't have a good time watching this movie. Immediately from the very beginning, it didn't take long for the young of the story to irk me. Yeah. Mm. Little Taryn. He basically opened his mouth and I was like, nope, this guy's done. <laughs> <laughs> he opened his mouth. He's out. He's out. He's Olaf. Like, he's being Olaf! <laughs> he's being mean to the cute little pig. Like, all yeah. of a sudden. There was only one cute character in this whole movie and this kid was mean to it. Yeah. yeah. And a kid, that the pig had magical powers. The it pig was, was uh, cute. Um, the most important character in the whole movie. So I guess let's go for through our first impressions then, because I, I think they're all similar. 
But Luis, let's start with your first impression of this movie. It was very rough. Hard to uh, force yourself to pay attention to. Okay. Very good. <laughs> Andre. <laughs> I gave mine. I said okay, it was that's it was true. It was, it was a rough movie. All right. Hard to watch. My uh, first impression is this is the worst wo- movie we've watched oh thus far. Oh, interesting. We, we didn't officially review Kronk's New Groove, did we? No, we just watched that for fun. <laughs> I'm saying was it fun, though? <laughs> we didn't even finish we didn't it. Finish Man, it but no. At least we finished of, this Of one. the movies that we've reviewed on this podcast, this one is my least favorite. Oh, yeah, this is worse than Bedtime Stories, yeah. for real. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bedtime, I'll watch Bedtime oh, Stories easily. any day. What is wrong with you guys? Bedtime Stories was good. It was a, it was a joke, Lou. Guys, sarcasm. <laughs> no. <laughs> Luis liked Bedtime Stories. Give him a break. <laughs> I okay. mean, I, I like Bedtime Stories, uh, too. I mean, a fair amount. It wasn't my favorite movie in the world, but, oh, boy, I'd watch it ten times right now. I'll make a comment. I, I told to you guys. I told you. Now I bet you want to watch Chicken Little, don't you? Chicken Little would have been better than this. Nope. Nope. Uh, Sorry. Anywho. You know what I was thinking is we should have watched The Great Mouse Detective. Okay, first off, That's this was your suggestion, Andre. It was. That's he looked down. He looked down he real hard. Cauldron spooky. It's Halloween. It's spooky, yeah, he said. I, I was thinking. Okay, well, let's talk about that. Hold on. Let me say my first impression. Oh, yes, Emily. It was bad. Okay, <laughs> moving on. So let's go with the word spoopy. So. <laughs> I hate spoopy. Here we go. This I still hate it. We all said is is spoopy. It's spooky. Okay, I'll say it right for the podcast. It's a spooky movie. And let's just talk about how <laughs> the intro scene, they're like Can I read it? Because I found it. Do oh, it. Yes, because please. it's yeah. absolutely. <laughs> we all looked at each other and we were like. Oh, <laughs> yeah. We were like, <laughs> wow. Oh, hell. We, well, we, we went there. Okay, so I found it on purpose. Okay. The narrator starts, and there's just, like, a picture of a cauldron on a screen, and it says, legend has it in the mystic land of Peridian. <laughs> Peridian? Per, per, uh, I know. That's I know. I know. Yeah. Whatever. Peridian? Peridian. Peridian. Oh, sure. I'm pretty Pridane. sure that's not how they said it, but whatever. I'll find it. It says, there was once a king so cruel and so evil that even the gods feared him. Since no prison could hold him, he was thrown alive into a crucible of molten iron. Okay. There, his demonic spirit was captured in the form of a great black cauldron. For uncounted centuries, the black cauldron lay hidden, waiting while evil men searched for it, knowing whoever possessed it would have the power to resurrect an army of deathless warriors and with them rule the world, dot, dot, dot. Dun, dun, yeah, dun. yeah. And there's like this really spooky scene, too. And we all looked at each other like, absolutely not. It's <laughs> not a children's well, movie. Okay, so I and I even thought to myself, like, do you think we can go back and like do a different movie? <laughs> <laughs> well, like, we should have like, done it right there. Demonic, then. and then we're watching it with Adeline, and she's looking at the screen like, oh, <laughs> poor baby, all no. scared. I was like, this is not a, okay. Poor so Disney yeah, upon movie. upon hearing that in the beginning of the movie, I was like, okay, wow, that's a lot. That's we're on a different level here. It's a, it, it was a lot to this do. This is with. like the darkest Disney movie. For and sure. then the rest of the movie was like, wow, this is a. Uh, this is a journey that we're going on. It's yeah, what did you say? It's like journey. Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah, so let's preface. I'm going to give you like my idea of how I just feel this movie. Number one, it is the first animated PG movie mm-hmm. in the Disney repertoire. Yes. Rightfully so. They're demonic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're, they're using some imagery here. Everything before this was rated G, and then this movie came out in the MPAA, which 
by, by the way, at this time, the MPAA, they only had three ratings. It was G, PG, and R. So well, they were like, they definitely this is not G. This ain't no G. Naked girl in this movie. Right? Oh, this I don't remember that. Where, where was yeah, you? no. In the, in the bar scene. It was scene, there, yeah. In the oh. bar scene. Oh, okay. There were some things flying, you know what I mean? Gotcha. Up top. I'm going to rewind that part. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, so... Um, so, so preface that it's like the, it, they just take it to a new level. This movie is based on books, um, very much so in the Lord of the Rings type category where they're trying to put a movie together out of, I think three different books. So am I right? It's a set of five books. Okay. Five. What they ended up doing for this script was. Parsing through the first two books. Okay. Squishing them together. So, in doing that, it feels like that. Like, it feels like you should know more than you know because maybe you wrote the book, not wrote the book, maybe you read the book. Yeah. And so, you should already be knowledgeable about what's happening because when we were watching it, we all kind of kept looking at each other like, they don't explain anything. Yes, it felt like the story was going so fast, but Mm -hmm. also moving very slow at the same time. Yes. Um, So in that way, it gives me like a Lord of the Rings vibe because it's in the medievalish times, but also introducing all these characters that you should have some kind of knowledge about, and we obviously don't. These are definitely names that you're supposed to read and not hear out loud. Yeah, because their accents are so thick, I couldn't understand like what they were calling them for most of the movie. Yeah, that's why I think why we don't know the names. Like, it wasn't just like Elowen. It was like okay. There are so many vowels and Y's. There are a lot of E's in that name. Okay. Holy moly. The author of the books, his name was Lloyd Alexander. The books are called the Chronicles of Perdian or Pridian or whatever. However you say it. However you say it. He saw the movie. You know, he was somewhat involved with the process of making it. But he said about the movie. He said first, I have to say. There is no resemblance between the movie and the book. Having said that, the movie Mm. in itself, purely as a movie, I found to be very enjoyable. I had fun watching it. What I would hope is that anyone who sees the movie would certainly enjoy it, but I'd also hope that they'd actually read the book. The book is quite different. It's very powerful, very moving story, and I think Mm. people would find a lot more depth in the book. Interesting. Yeah. Well, that's fine. That I'm I'm happy you found that because I would not find that kind of depth in this story in the way that I would hope. Like... When you watch a movie, mm-hmm. I hope, you care about the protagonist, Yeah, you dislike the antagonist, sure. and you care what happens to the characters in between. And you want to see how they're going to get through this situation. Yeah. I, per- I didn't particularly care about anyone but the pig. Pig was cool. Yeah, the pig was cute. That was about it. Pig or had even the power um, of sight. The Same way here. that they introduced the characters. Do you agree, Lou? With the yep. you didn't care about like the main character no. at all. I cared more about the evil. The king. Yes. The horned king. Yeah, I was yeah. like, how is he gonna get his hands on this cauldron? I know. Like, what are you gonna <laughs> do with the cauldron once you get it, bro? Yeah, this man, is so crazy. Do? I shouldn't want him to raise an army of undead. Right. That's ridiculous. But also, like, the only part of the world that we saw was. Uh, Taryn's little farm in the beginning, and it's like, okay, yeah, this could get destroyed. I'm really. <laughs> I don't it's literally like his that. farm, and then like the evil Maleficent dwelling of yeah, the king. It's like it's like, hey, this uh, place is sunshiny. How about we spend the rest of the movie in the dark forest <laughs> <laughs> of the rest of the world and uh, try to save that? 
So can I give like a super fast plot summary until I stop remembering? Sure. Because I'll I'll, I'll read along in the in the Wikipedia article. Thanks. <laughs> so pretty much, and I trust I'm skipping over stuff. Yes. We start with that black cauldron scene, so it sets this super dark tone, and yeah. then you move yeah. immediately into this sunny farm scene where you see a gentleman talking to a kid. Um, obviously like caretaker and like apprentice yes. type. He is the <laughs> assistant pig keeper. There you go. And you're like, what <laughs> in the world does that even mean? And the kid has to take care of or assistant to take care of yeah. this pig. I and mean, which it, go ahead. I'm sorry, but like if I were the assistant pig keeper, mm-hmm. I'd be a little bit saucy too. Yeah, man. <laughs> you know, but Well, and especially but because he doesn't know why he's the assistant yeah, yeah, yeah. pig taker. Trying it to get this promotion. And here's me trying to, <laughs> to be you know, head pig keeper. I'm the one defending the one kid who irks me. But it's just, by the title alone, I'd, I'd understand why he'd be a bit irksome. Yeah. But at the same time, does he make it known he's irksome because that, that title? Or I because think so. Because he wants to go off and be a knight. He, he wants, wants to, to fight in the war. So it's not... Th- th- I don't know. Never mind. No, he He's wants to... Ha- he he wants stinks. <laughs> I like the pig. He <laughs> wants to have more through life than just being a pig caretaker. Yeah. But he doesn't know that the pig is an oracle. Right. Which... He's already a warrior, technically. Yes, technically, been, bro. You this pig safe for y- years. Yeah, you're taking care of the only thing that's keeping the Horned King away from the Black Cauldron. Yeah. Which he doesn't know all of that. He doesn't even know, I think, that there is a Horned King. I think he just is very, like... Right. He just knows what's on his farm. Like, what does this king rule over? Is he ruling over anything except for all this nastiness in the, in the forest Dark Dominion. Like, who, what, what's his rep, man? We know nothing about him, which I wish, like, I knew, like his following or what had been happening so yeah. that we could have some kind of like, ooh, resistance. Right. But really it just seems like he's chilling on his mountaintop. But anywho, <laughs> so the idea is that um, the the pig t- the big pig caretaker uses the pig to see the future or a vision, and he finds out very quickly that the Horn King knows that the pig is the oracle, or he finds out through that, and that... Now he has to go keep it safe, right? Yes. So the pig's name is Henwin. Henwin. <laughs> and uh, Henwin. the old man's dude's name is Dal Dalbin. Dalbin. And uh, Dalbin, he, he just he just has an inkling that the Horn King knows about the pig. He's like, I don't know what, uh, what's come over me, but uh, yeah, we gotta get this gotta get this pig out of here. So it's literally the only job this kid has for the rest of the movie mm-hmm. is to keep the pig away from the Horned King. Yes. And immediately. What does the little irksome child do? Loses the pig. <sighs> he loses the pig so fast. He loses it it's in the next scene to flying vulture dragon things. He's like, come on, pig. Let's go to the cabin that's safe in, in the woods or whatever. That is not safe. And then, oh, man, he just walks. He, t- he takes the worst path on earth to get to this cabin, I guess, because there's immediate danger and, like, huge danger, like big dragon scary scaly mm-hmm. stuff that's mm-hmm. flying out of nowhere that Dalbin did not warn him about. At all. Well, and that's my question. Like, is his farm the only safe farm? Is this like a scary place everywhere? Right. Like, I no want to know. Gone? Because I could have gotten just a little bit of like, the darkness had spread over the land sure. and he was encroaching on. Yeah. yeah he's Olivia, would you like way. to be a part of this podcast? Like, yeah, I got opinions about Dalvin. Yeah. Oh, you quiet down when I give you the microphone. <laughs> no, nah, she agrees with me. She's trying to just say that the kid's irksome. Yes, the kid <laughs> is irksome. You're right. Anywho, so. Kid loses the pig. Pig is taken by these things immediately, and the kid is like, whoa, I need to get that pig back. 
So he starts gallivanting through the forest in the way that the dragons went, and he finds this furball thing. It's me, Gurgi. Gurgi. You sound exactly like You sound exactly like him, and it's disturbing. Is it a him? Is it a her? You kind of sound like Stitch now, too, but... It's You guys. Stitch, too, yeah. We, the whole time, were like, no, he's more of a dog. No, he's more of a gopher. No, he's more of a... Like we went on and on and on and we have no idea. It and doesn't I, say right here. Exactly. I, no I looked up on every article I could find. I looked up on the Disney wiki. I looked up on the actual thing. I looked up on IMDb. I looked up on everything. <laughs> and it literally says creature. It does not have it a. It says creature on everything. Yeah. Creature. There's no like description they of might what as he well is. call it creature. Gurgle is one of a kind. Yeah, there ain't nothing like me. Okay, and me. then th- this is a, another sidetrack story about this. Go What's ahead, Lou. I know Yogi? you want to say it. Gurgi. Say it. Gurgi. He's uh, the love child of Dobby and that weird Dobby thing from the Neverending Story. That oh. Atreyu? No, Atreyu is not his name. Atreyu. Um. I don't remember what I have. That flying that. dog. Yeah, the yeah, flying dog. Yeah. dog. Okay. Kinda. That works flying too. Dog. Sure. Yeah. Ain't nothing there. like me, set me. So Go my ahead. mom has this <laughs> giant. Don't tell me she uh, likes this movie. No, she uh, she doesn't like the movie. I don't. I don't, I don't think. know. Not that I thought you were like. gonna say she had like a. My mom has this giant pictures. art thing in her house that she got from Disney World like multiple, multiple years ago. It's a large like, print. It's like a large limited edition thing, and it has like just characters. It starts with Snow White and it goes all the way to like the. Most recent character, which was like early 2000s, I think, when she bought it. Yeah. Um, it's just like this mashup of characters. And this, <laughs> what's his name? Gurgi. Gurgi's in it. And Andre and I were looking the other day, and I was like. Before we saw the movie. Well, so we before like we saw the movie, and that's why we had the idea to watch the movie. Because I was like, what is that thing? Like, I, I knew every character on there except for that mm-hmm. one. And then we looked it up and found out it was Gurgi, and then we were like, oh, I was we like, is this one of the random strays from Oliver and Company? Or I something? know. What we thought it was. We Seriously. Thought, I thought it was like a dog from Oliver and Company. Or maybe uh, uh, the tramp's like uh, annoying <laughs> yeah, cousin. Yeah, his other homies or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> his annoying cousin <laughs> that he's always trying to ditch. I don't know what this thing is, but it's definitely a street dog. Like, it's <laughs> a street creature. This is not something that has been um, uh, raised in a home. Um. <laughs> so he finds Gurgi, and. My remembrance of this scene is legitimately so. Don't go that way. Mm-hmm. I have to go that way. Don't go that way. Can I steal your food? No, you can't steal my food. Yeah. Um. Well, then I'll follow you to follow you to get there. No, I'm not coming with you. Okay, I'm leaving. Literally the most ridiculous. <sighs> like it was. It was like t- 20 minutes. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe it wasn't that I long. I wish. I wish the scene was as short as you had just described. Right. <laughs> it was like a really awful interchange between these two characters. Like, and it was obviously just meant to introduce him. Yeah. But it had no substance whatsoever. And all we learned was that he wanted to steal his food. Like he he uh. He's kind of like a trickster kind of a character. Yeah. But he, but Taryn, Taryn, whatever his name is, Taryn. is like, you don't care about our friendship. <laughs> you don't want to go in that horned castle with me. And Wait, didn't and they just meet? Yes. Yeah, and Gurgi's like, met. no, I don't. So then Man, no he loyalty. dips. So it's the <laughs> opposite of that, hey, I just met you and this is crazy. Yeah, he's like, call me later, bro. <laughs> for sure. Don't it was call done. Me later. It was done. We're so done. then so they, split you li- ways, they right? literally split ways right there. Like, okay, bye, Gurgi. Yeah, Gurgi said no more. Late. Yeah. And uh, 
the kid sneaks into the castle to find the pig, in which we find ourselves in the most inappropriate for a Disney movie. I'm not saying in general this would be inappropriate, but in a Disney movie, we should not be seeing this type of bar brothel scene. It was a... Uh, it was... We all looked at the screen like, what? <laughs> like, when I think bar scene, really, there's only a, one other movie, right, that comes to mind, like Beauty and the Beast. I can't think of any other bar scene. Sure. What about the, uh, the, bug, the like duckling? Ugly duckling. Yeah, ugly Tangled. Duckling. Yeah, but th- oh. yeah, but they're more, like, fun than, like... Yeah, that is a... You're That's right. A that is scene. a bar. True. And when, it, and when they first show that bar entangled, it's like, oh, man, these are some rough dudes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I think what bothers me about this one was, like, the sexualized part of it. There were some things moving around. <laughs> okay? Um, that's just the nicest <laughs> way to put it. jiggling happening. And it was just like, mm-hmm. why is this happening underneath, like, the Eye of Sauron? Like, the worst possible, like, horned king, and there's, like, a bar in the middle? That's just, it seemed very weird to me. Yeah, the king's it didn't like, make any ah, sense. my boys, I got a party, you know, so I got to I gotta gotta hook them up with the, happy. yeah, I got to yeah. gotta keep the bar up, keep up morale, you know? Bring in some girls. What <laughs> is this? Like Bring a, in the girls. <laughs> it's like a biker club. Like, what yeah. is this? And Sons of Anarchy. Anywho, yeah. so. You got, henchmen got a hench, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, they got a hench and they got to be men while they're doing exactly. it. Exactly. So you got to Apparent Lee. Henchman got a hench. That's, <laughs> that's the hashtag for this episode. Mm-hmm. So Taryn pops in, pretty much finds the pig. They, they fi- the gremlin, there's a gremlin henchman. Yeah. Is it a gremlin? Uh, a goblin. Yeah, a goblin. He's, he's a goblin type dude. What's his name? I don't know. Gobby? Gobby. <laughs> <laughs> Gobby pulls in the the a pig creeper. and is cr- better creeper. I like it. Yeah. Creeper is like, hey, Horn King, got the pig for you. And Taryn literally jumps in and is like, no, you shan't have my pig. It's my pig. And he gets in the middle of the pig telling him how to get the black cauldron and Taryn and him escape. Or try to escape. Well, yeah, yeah, I they think Taryn gets arrested, escape. but yeah, they get trapped the pig escapes. Right, but, right, so they're trying yeah, to escape. Yeah, yeah. Yes. They're like running, 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 and he throws the pig over the side of the wall of the castle, falls into My a pig. moat, <laughs> which is good for the pig, I guess, but Taryn gets captured and put into a um, jail cell, Dungeon. in which the next scene is so confusing to me, it's like it's a joke. <laughs> He's in jail. Mm-hmm. He's all sorry for himself. Oh There's no. like rats scuttling I and things. I lost my <laughs> pig. I lost my pig and I'm in jail. And all I wanted to do was be a warrior. Mm-hmm. And a trap door opens in his cell. <laughs> and Aurora, <laughs> pretty much, out. Yeah, pops she in. Like pops oh, yeah. in with a wisp. Ellen Wee. And right. literally is like, so uh, what are you doing in here? <laughs> What's up, dude? Did you, uh, did you get uh, trapped? Are you? Uh, do you need? Do you need escape? Le- you want to leave? No. Oh, yeah. oh, you're. Oh, well, you're not really gonna help me at all. But you can just come with me. Yeah, let's roll, dude. You're my new best friend. What? And it's like, okay, who is? Th- who now that is a hey. I just met you. Do you want to leave this? Castle? Yeah, she introduces herself Trying as a princess. It. And then he's like, okay. She was <laughs> All right, like, cool. hello, my name's Cork. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the reason that she looks like Sleeping Beauty is because they hired on some of the animators from Sleeping Beauty. Like, they pulled okay. back, like, Sleeping Beauty came out, like, 
15 years before this, but they pulled in some old dudes. They're like, hey, bros, you got to come back to design our character models. It's like, hey, bros, can you copy your homework? Yeah. Or copy <laughs> it, just change it up so it doesn't look the same. Exactly. So they, no, they, we they, we so they put a part in her hair, and, uh <laughs> and that's about it. Yeah, they basically just drew Sleeping Beauty again. And, they, and that, I think they wanted to evoke that style. Um, Easy money. Yeah, basically. Yeah, well, none of the rest of the movie had that style, but no. she definitely did. But the intro. Okay, so apparently she was. This is why I don't get it. She was taken to the castle for the same reason that Henwin, the pig, and Turin were there, is because he thought that her magical wisp thing would help him, him being the Horned King, yes. would help him find the Black Cauldron. Mm-hmm. So she essentially is a prisoner, too. Yeah, along with but her wisp. With her wisp, why is she walking around the castle? Yeah, how did she get like? How did she get out? They don't say like why she's captured. She's just captured too, but yeah. she can escape easily. Yeah, yeah. doesn't like she also say she's like kind of magical or no? The wisp I mean, is magic, ma- but like, but why does she have the wisp? It, it I don't know. Do hey, princesses princess, have wisps? That reminds me of uh, Child of Light. It kind of was Child of Lightish. Yeah. I never. She that was. Game. It was very cute. It was awesome. It was like it was on the game. gold Xbox membership yeah. maybe two or three years ago three. when we played it. Yeah. It was really nice. But she reminds me exactly of her. But more annoying. Hmm. Does she have a wisp? No, but annoying she had a because wisp. the other one was not annoying. You played as the wisp and as her. Oh. And the wisp had like special powers yeah. to like fly and stuff. stuff. And That's yeah. cool. Like Anywho. That. So they literally now take free reign of this castle, mm-hmm. which is like a demon dungeon. Yeah, and they start roaming around. They roam until they find, like, the catacombs. Yes. Mm-hmm. Underneath the castle in which there is a old king, which makes me think this used to be, like, a good castle. Right. This used to be, like, a nice castle that got run down. Right. And, now, and, and Uggo King is uh, taking control. Uggo King. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the king that's buried there had a sword, and he, you know, he wanted to be a knight, so he, like, picks it up, and he gets all excited, and they figure out very quickly that it's a magical sword. Yes. So now he has magic sword. Magic sword, magic pig. Oh, wait, no, no magic pig. Magic pig is gone at this, at this particular yep. moment. Yeah, pig's gone. And she has magic wisp, yeah. and they literally knock through the wall, mm-hmm. doing what? I don't remember. But they find another gel cell. Where Minstrel comes in, my favorite character in Mr. this movie. Mr. Fluter Flam. <laughs> He's still so random, though. Fluter Flagon Flimmin Flagon. Hey, just in case you didn't watch this movie, this Nicholas Flem. This name is spelled F L E W D D U R. Nicholas Flem. Fluter. <laughs> oh, and his last name is Flam, which is F F L A M. Nicholas Flem. Nicholas Flem. You're trying to say Flamel. <laughs> no. Okay. That's know. exactly what I'm saying. Nicholas <laughs> Flem. He's old enough. Why not? How <laughs> many F's are in that name? Uh, well, there's two F's in the first name and two F's in the last <laughs> name. So four F's. A total of four F's for Fluter Flem. Flugger to Herder Flam. I can't. So this character is my favorite because he reminds me exactly of the butler from the Aristocats. Yes. But much more sing-songy. That's another thing about this movie is that it's definitely pulling in animation from other Disney mm-hmm. movies. Oh, yeah. There's Sleeping Beauty in here. There's Aristocats. There's Jungle Book. There's Robin Hood. I, I, it, it's all in there. All of the dancing and the moving around. And all the yeah, it feels like, like you're watching like an amalgamation. Yes. You, know, you know, that makes it feel like they didn't try to make a new movie. 
Like they were like, we can just put this together really quickly. Which is interesting because this movie took a long time to make. They acquired the rights to these books in 1971, and this movie didn't come out until 1985. Mm. And originally it was slated to come out in like 1980 or something like that, but it got pushed back. And then by the time that it was actually being like being made and ready to put out, it got pushed back again because they had to cut stuff out of it and stuff like that. So it. They they put in a lot of work, I guess. But <laughs> well, and we read too that this was one of the first movies that used CGI. Yes, that's true. And um, it's funny because you can tell that because so when we were watching this movie, we there there were parts where it was like the animation's not that bad, right? Because of the time period or whatever. But yeah. then you would be like, oh, that's really bad. But then you would see like some type of CGI moving over the top of like the painted background. Mm. Yeah. So it was just like too much. Confusing. So they did a, they did a lot of animation work in this movie i say work meaning they they did a lot of stuff so they this is the first disney movie to use computer animation at all they also developed a new type of animation called atp or something like that which uh, neither here uses, nor there yeah uses point. animation uh mumbo jumbo but uh so they developed that that one that won them an oscar for for developing that i think um they were using computers they were using the atp but then they were also i think this was also the the last movie to use their um, uh, multiple plane camera thing that we discussed mm-hmm. in like Pinocchio, where it like zooms in on stuff uh, across several planes and they yes. can move stuff in and out. Wait um, a minute. The multiplane. You yes, guys care to tell camera. me that this movie won an Oscar faster than Leonardo DiCaprio? Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Oh, Way faster. A technical Oscar, but an Oscar nonetheless. Still an Oscar. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> Mary Angela's in her grave right now. <laughs> uh, Poor listener, Mary Angela. <laughs> but, but guys, help me out here. It, That's it, my best maniacal. Uh. Are we, it, are we just getting to? Luis is gonna call it a pity Oscar. Uh, I get. I guess no. <laughs> Leo's was definitely a pity Oscar. Anyways, oh, I, was, um, I was talking about this. Uh, are we just like too? much into the future in terms well, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is yes that's high tech animation and everything like that but I'm looking at that and it's the exact same thing as Sleeping Beauty right yeah so I, I would not much I would say that they they were they're doing their best to, to be innovators for, for this movie but at the same time I think a lot of it was built on like not necessarily laziness but like pulling other stuff in to, to help develop this. Well, and that's the hard part is that, like, I feel like if you're going to develop something brand new for a movie and you're going to, like, try to hit it hard with something new, don't go back and, like, ch- shortchange something else. Yeah. Because then the end product doesn't make you feel, or, okay, maybe it made them feel better, but it didn't make me feel any better. Right. I look at it and I'm like, no, nope, this, is, this is a, you know, XYZ of all these other movies. This is one of Disney's biggest flops. Like in no doubt, in it's their, their, their biggest history. flaw. It almost killed their entire animation department. This is yes. the last. This is the last movie that was made in their original animation um, studio that they had in, in Burbank. Or I read multiple articles that say it almost put them into bankruptcy, like one hundred percent. If the Little Mermaid hadn't crushed four years after this came out, they would have been Yo, done. Welcome. We wouldn't have had. We wouldn't have <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't have had any of our Renaissance movies, basically. Well, Ariel sparked the Disney Renaissance. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but you know what also sparked the Disney Renaissance? <laughs> the death of this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like, the death of the Horned King. We have to do something different. I can't hey. wait to see what this town of Elrond 
tomato. From the Horned the, King said, "Down from the ashes, a phoenix will arise." That's right, and that's why she has Ca-ca! red hair, y'all. Ca-ca! <laughs> Speaking of phoenixes, Harry Potter. Oh, <laughs> okay. <What the> <laughs> <laughs> Thought you really had something to go off of there. No, nope. but I do like that Ariel has red hair because that is phoenixy. Yeah. Harry, did you put your name in a cauldron of fire? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you did say cauldron of fire, but I will allow it since we're doing we're the black doing cauldron. The black cauldron. Uh, let's turn this I meant to say the, <laughs> the black cauldron. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Harry, did you put your name in the... Oh, I can't even do it. Yeah. You know Harry, I did you put your name in the black too? cauldron? <laughs> like, did anybody give this movie a good review? Hold on, we're not done. I know. <laughs> because I we're getting to the part Ditsky. where I Reviews literally I don't remember. Okay, like I was either. doing my notes, mm-hmm. and I literally was just like, "I don't know." Hold on. So we left off with the menstrual. The yes. minstrel. So we, we the the, the, <laughs> the <laughs> mint stroll. It's with an eye. Yes. Okay. <laughs> minstrel. So I don't remember where they find the. How do they get? Oh, they're going. They're, they're frolicking through the forest. Hold on. No, no, they no, they're, they're making the their castle. way through the castle, <laughs> and then they find the minstrel. Yeah, they find. Yeah, they get out of the castle. They find that. Yeah, well, he's in the castle. They get out of the castle, and they're in the forest. They're frolicking. They're frolicking in the forest, and then they see a magical pool of water, and they fall inside it, and they go down, and there's a bunch of fairies. You remember that? I yes. thought they were sea monkeys. No, they were fairies. Uh, Michelle described that pretty pretty perfectly according yes. to this Wikipedia article. No. Uh, <laughs> you don't remember uh, any of the movie, but you remember that part? I do not remember weird. that. Uh, so, yes. Uh, I after was like, did anybody else think that was weird that they went they in a pool of water? Oh, yeah, but I remember this because they go through the water and then they can breathe and there's yeah. the water's above them, yeah, but they're underneath. Fairies. I remember that now. And I was like, And they yes. look like Smurfs. Yeah, they look yes. like Smurfs. Oh. So, after they and escape they, from they the castle, like, uh, Gurgi's back. Babies, remember? Oh, don't do that. They're called <laughs> the fair folk. The fair folk. Um, you know, they're fairies. So this is part of the movie that got, that got cut. So okay, let me let me just explain. Didn't this get a cut bit. enough. They they had a <laughs> test they had a test screening for this movie. Not cut enough. In 1984, <laughs> okay, it was there was a test screening and the movie was slated to come out in like and people were like Boo. in December <laughs> and and it was terrifying like. The movie was so scary that kids were running out of the theater. Like they were Dude, Adeline was out of so there. concerned. And I too, completely I believe that because while we were watching, we we're like, goodness gracious, <laughs> why is skin peeling off? You want to know, you wanna know how like scary that. this movie was? It w- Adeline was so scared and going, oh, oh no, that Emily said, can you turn on the light? <laughs> and we turned on the light, and Adeline's like, thank you, light. Oh, thank you, light. Thank you, light. <laughs> thank <did>. you, light. <laughs> She also thanked Alexa because you yeah. asked Alexa, Alexa to do. Thank you, light. Thank, thank you, light. That's how scary Alexa. this movie was. Um, so yeah, so it was it was it was crazy, terrifying, and and Jeffrey Katzenberg, who was uh, the mm-hmm. head of Disney at the time, or not the head of Disney, but he was the head of like animation or whatever. He was like, we need to cut out some of the scary stuff because this movie is not going to play. And this was at a time. So the fairies were scary. This no, this is at a time when. Um, like editing animated movies didn't work like that. You you had to animate, or you had to edit before you animated. So when you're doing like storyboards, that's when you're pulling stuff off and taking stuff out. Mm. But by this point, they had animated the entire movie. So <laughs> so the the editors were like, "Nah, we ain't editing this down. This is done." So Jeffrey Katzenberg went into the editing bay and was editing the movie by himself. <laughs> he was like, "I'm gonna do it. Somebody's got to get this done." So he was making cuts and stuff like that. And Will Eisner had to come in and be like, dude, you need to stop. <laughs> we need to chill out. But <laughs> they compromised. <laughs> they compromised and they ended up editing out 12 minutes of the movie. 
So there was a, a large chunk of like the fair folk stuff where they had like explained where they came from and how their magic worked and stuff like that. And then also a bunch of just truly terrifying nonsense um, that was also in the movie. From okay. I think I think part of the bar scene and I think uh, stuff towards the end of the movie. Oh my gosh! And like Which we couldn't tell because we hadn't seen it, but apparently it like it like messes stuff up with like the soundtrack and stuff like that because the way that they edited it because you know like they couldn't like well, re-record the music over over stuff. So yeah, weird. Mm-hmm. How interesting! Yeah. And I believe the deleted scenes are on available on YouTube, but I haven't I haven't watched. Well, them. here's the deal. That makes more okay. So, and I keep taking it with a grain of salt that because this is based on a book and mm-hmm. it's an amalgamation, that that's why I don't understand all of the backstory. Yeah. But that makes a lot of sense about the fair folk people because it literally we like, what? makes no <laughs> sense why they found these random fairies. And why was the pig there? Yeah, the pig, the pig was, was with the fairies. There. Pig was just hanging out with the fairies because uh, we were like, okay, the I don't pig's know why. There? Pig got lost in the forest. Somehow, I don't know, but then he was there with the fairies, and then all they did was ask the fairies, like, where the cauldron's at? And then the one fairy was like, I'll show you. Oh, and he, okay. like, took them up, like, so zapped them up. I could be wrong, but I think, like, d- in the conversation, they said something like, I, all my, my whole job is to keep this pig safe, and they're like, no, you should just go, you have that sword now, mm-hmm. you should go and destroy the cauldron so that you can, like, then the pig won't matter, right. pretty much, like, go, if you destroy it, then... Well, like, you don't need to keep that pig safe. Whatevs. You can make that pig bacon right now as far as we're concerned. <laughs> Just go destroy the cauldron. Uh, no, nah, that thing was cute. Yeah, the pig uh, was it cute. was really cute. Yeah, not making it had bacon. eyelashes. It had my eyelashes. It had my eyelashes. Yes, Lou. He's batting his eyes at me. <laughs> You're right. I've never... I've never heard Louise compare his eyelashes to anything, let alone a pig. Jeez, this movie was so dry. Gosh, I got to bring stuff out of the (laughs) Hulu. (laughs) Out of the Hulu. So this fairy thing zaps them out of this magical water pool and... Where how do they end up with these witch things? So then because that's where I get really confused. I remember them being with fairies and then then they were with three witches. They're with the fairies and then the fairies are like, we'll show you the way to where the cauldron is, I guess. And then they go to like an old cabin in the woods, which I don't know if this is the original cabin intended for the pig or if this is an alternate cabin. (laughs) Right? I assume an alternate cabin because like, why would the dude tell him to go exactly where the cauldron was if he was afraid that the Horn King was going to show up there? And wouldn't you like bury the cauldron or something? Anywho, go ahead. Anyway, so they they go to this house. They walk in. There's rats everywhere. It's nasty. It's disgusting. And then um, they discover in, like, the basement or in the back room or whatever, there's just, like, a room filled with black cauldrons. And they're like, wow, we hit the jackpot. We got all the cauldrons. And we did it. Um, well, and the best part is they're all, like, like again, Harry Potter references. I'm mm-hmm. so sorry. But, like, it literally looked like your stock size black cauldron. Yes. Like, that's obviously not An the black cauldron. pewter cauldron. <laughs> <laughs> it's obviously not what you're looking for, mm-hmm. Harry. Like, yeah. it's... This is not the one. We're trying to look for a big old black cauldron yeah. with like some got, dude's face on this it. This has got potion stains on it. We don't <laughs> want none of this. We're on the black cauldron. Um, <laughs> it's famous. So they go into this. They go into this place. Stupid. Um, and they start three witches. They yes. pop up. One uh, looks like Madame Mim. Does, does it have their <laughs> names? They're or, witches. Or do. I'm pretty sure only one of them or had a do. name. Or Gok and Orwin. 
Or do uh, Never or mind, they all have Orwin. names. Okay. Yeah. Or Duke Gakwin. Anyways, they were just there and they were creepy. So am I assuming, because I honestly don't know that this was their house and they were like cauldron keepers? I think so, yes. Yeah, probably. The were they the, the keeper of the original cauldron or were they trying to like they throw had people the cauldron, off the... yeah. They have it. They They're had in it. the marshes so, of Morva. So they asked... Mordor. Um, the... What's the main character's name again? Taran. Taran. He Tarin. asked, like they asked, and Elowin, they asked for the black cauldron, and they were saying like, "We haven't been asked for that cauldron in years and years and years and years." Mm-hmm. And they were like, "Okay, well, we want it." And I don't really remember like what the contingency was. It was for the sword. Oh, the they sword. Said, we'll they give had you to the cauldron the sword as long as you cauldron. give us the sword. And they did it. <laughs> they and did it. so the main witch was thinking to herself, right? Am I correct? Mm-hmm. That like. If we give them the cauldron and they give me the sword, then they can't do anything with the cauldron because they want to destroy it. Right. So they're not going to be able to, like, they're not going to use it for, like, killing people and yeah. raising an undead army. So then I'll have the sword, and then they won't be able to use the cauldron, and I'll get the cauldron back and have yeah, the sword. So, the then cauldron. so then I win. It was weird. Ta-da. And then when they gave them the cauldron, they just disappeared, and then they were, like, in the sky, in the clouds, like, yelling at them, <laughs> like, hey, hey, hey. I remember that. Yes, I remember that, that too. Was super weird. And I was expecting the cauldron to be bigger. <laughs> like, I don't mean right, to be... Yeah. I don't remember how... It just, like, popped out of the ground, didn't it? Yeah. It, it sprouted out of the down like daisies. I think it daisies. was pretty big, though, because, like, you have to, like, go inside of it to to enact its magic it or whatever. To sacrifice your damn it self. Says, it says, um, before vanishing, the witches reveal that the cauldron is indestructible. And that its power can only be broken by someone who climbs in under his own free will, which will kill him. So, you know, pony up, dude. Anyways, I don't remember how the evil guy <laughs> showed up when they had the cauldron. Like who? Like, so the gods turned him into this thing and they're like, but someone innocent also has yeah, to kill like themselves. Yeah, like in the world? Like, we, we got to contain this bad dude. We got to. And also, maybe the only way to get it out is for some, like, 12-year-old to hop into a cauldron. <laughs> That's <laughs> a bad curse. It's a terrible curse. Okay, so Taryn is thinking that he will be able to destroy the cauldron. He's like, all right, I guess I'm going to do it. I'll hop in there. <laughs> It'll be me. Nobody jump in right now. I'm going to do it. <laughs> I so swear. Um, nobody asked you to be a hero, Taryn. Uh, well, yeah, he's been trying to be a hero this entire time, I guess. Because, uh, you know, saving Oracle Pig isn't good enough. Yeah, with a sword and whatnot. So then how does the, because I, I remember that. I remember, I remember it popping up. Yeah, it pops up out of the ground I like think a daisy. Just pops up too. Yes. No, but the whole the whole next scene happens back inside that castle. So how does everything get transported back over there? So he Magic. he's preparing Magic. He's preparing to jump into the cauldron and then Because apparently you can't just jump in. Yeah, and then Ilan comes up and she's like, Oh my god, you're so brave. And she like gives Did him Did you a say Imani? Ilanwi. Who? Ilanwi. Ellen Wee. Ellen Wee. Oh, Briar Rose? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I thought you said Imani. Aurora. And I'm like, what? (laughs) That's Andre's sister's name. I was very confused. She she kisses Taryn. She's like, good luck or whatever. And then, as and they've hated on each other the entire movie, and all of a sudden, Dude, she kisses where him. Where did this relationship come from? Um, so as they're, uh, right as they're kissing, as soon as they finish kissing, it's like boom! All the Horn King soldiers are there. They're like out here, like hey. They're like, ooh, did we feel some pheromones? Uh, we heard y'all got a cauldron. <laughs> we see right there. So they just grab everybody. They're like, you're coming with us. They grab the kids. They grab the cauldron. They take them all back to grab the castle. Grab kids. Grab the cauldron. And then the Horn King <laughs> takes the. 
skeleton carcass and puts it in the cauldron and says some kind of spell. Oh, that's a very and dark magic moment. Yeah. This was very it was nasty. disturbing. <laughs> Audrey was like, there's some Voldemort stuff going <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, Now he's like resurrecting. His the black lead. magic that only yeah. Aslan And then there was like right. this, yes. this green mist just everywhere. And those those um, zombies. <laughs> I wish you could no see zombies. Michelle. She's <laughs> resurrecting <laughs> carcass eye with one arm. <laughs> pointed daggers of skeletal yeah. remains. Zombies. zombies. Um, and FYI, these were very scary zombies. Mm-hmm. And the Horn King was, I want to say he was undead because his face was not like a face. He it was like, was like, like yeah, he, it was like it half fleshy. Of, of, uh, Astor from uh, Thor. Who? Who? Astor. The Horn King. Who? The, pumpkin king, the guy at the beginning of Ragnarok? Sartor? Surtur. 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 There you go, that guy. Surtur. Yeah, yeah like a demon. He's <laughs> <laughs> reminded me the of Horn him a lot. He's probably like a demon of some sort. I mean, maybe. Like, do you know about Doctor Doom? Doctor Doom is like a bad guy from the Fantastic Four. And he just has like a terribly disfigured face, so he wears like a like an iron mask. Over so he's his face. like the Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, he's like the Phantom. He could be a cube. Like the man in the iron he mask. Could be a cube. Yeah, or like a cube. That could be his father's skull. <laughs> he's just <laughs> he's crying into it all the time. Yeah, I I assume he's just an ugly dude. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is why he's, this is why he's so evil. He's like everybody called me ugly my whole life. <laughs> I'm getting back at everybody by raising the Anyways, dead. Anyways, the point <laughs> is, I don't know why he's so evil? I need some evil backstory. Just an ugly man. Your baby did a little sneeze. My baby sneeze coughed, and now she's. Everyone had to stop and look at her. So the Horn King has succeeded. He has raised his undead army. He is ready to set them loose upon the world. Uh, but the heroes are here. Um, Taryn, who's doing nothing. Alonwi, who's doing nothing. <laughs> Flatterfirm, who's <laughs> also doing learn. nothing. They're all doing nothing. But is the, the dog there too? The homie yeah, Gurgi <laughs> steps up. He's like, "Dog is here to save the dog," and <laughs> <laughs> he, he, uh, he decides that he's gonna jump into the cauldron himself and, um, and destroy does. everything. He does that. The whole army collapses. Hey, yo, fam, I gotta stop you because I got a question there. I was a little bit distracted on by how. Uh, un- unawesome this movie was mm-hmm. that I kind of lost track of that scene. Did he full consciously um, he consently yes. knew what he was doing? Because he was no, Taryn didn't like, push him in. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because the monsters were going to kill them. What I'm trying to say is this. He didn't fall in. Did he just like, oh, somebody needs to go in? Oh, I'll go in. Well, he was there, he was there when the witches were explaining what the cauldron can do, and if you jump in, then then you know they'll they'll die. So he was like, "Ooh, that's rough." But then, and I think that's why I'm I'm bothered by it is that he was like totally not about it, yeah. and then was like, "Oh no, I'm totally about it." A dirt is gonna do. <laughs> what a dirt is gonna do. <laughs> I hate it so much. You need to be a voice actor, babe. <laughs> so Gurgi hops in the cauldron, um, that destroys the undead army immediately. Immediately, and then also like. The Horn King is like getting sucked into the yeah because the into green the, the green mist is fat. It's like wind. Fast, the fast <laughs> mists. What? <laughs> 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 the green mist is fast. <laughs> fast. I thought it was pulling him in because it was like he was evil. He's very very fast. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were pulling him because he was just like 
Um, like he was evil and it was evil, so he was pulling him in. You think he's it was pulling him in because it was fast mist? Yeah, he was sucking him in. Andre, <laughs> tell us why they <laughs> pulled him in, because I don't know. Um so I think I think that was my interpretation. I think before before it actually starts sucking him in, the Horn King and Terran have like a little tete a tete or whatever. Um, it says that Terran, uh, you've interfered for the last time, you small child. Um, <laughs> Does it really say you small child? No, I, I threw that. Oh. <laughs> um, so the Horn King tosses Terran towards the cauldron to like suck him into it, but then Terran like pulls a, a, a runaround or whatever, and then matricizes. Yeah. Uh, the cauldron just pulls the Horned King in because he's more evil <laughs> than Terran, I guess, and it. It just it, it like implodes him. It's it truly disgusting. That was disgusting. It was awful. I did not like watching it. <laughs> it was gross. It, it literally like it yeah, it like melt pulled apart his body. Mm-hmm. It was like it was down crazy. to organs and things. It says right like, here, it consumes the horn king in a tunnel of fire and blood, killing him and destroying the castle. Well, yikes. Yikes. Yeah, it definitely sucked the whole castle down too. Yeah. So this cauldron ain't no joke. Um <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Gurgi. Uh, I know. Uh, so yeah. So I wish I liked Gurgi more to care that he died. Uh, yeah. Right. Like, well, no, Gurgi, don't do it. <laughs> Gurgi, no. <laughs> oh no. Um, so that happens. The the the, the conflict is over. Um, the castle is gone, but somehow gone. everyone's still alive. Yes. Gotta um, love that. The three witches come back because they still want the cauldron even though it doesn't do anything now. It is it it is rendered inert from Gurgi's <laughs> sacrifice. They um, still want it. <laughs> well, you know they have all those other cauldrons. They have like a cauldron problem. So Cauldron then collection. Taryn, when he sees the three witches there, he's like, three witches, please bring back this annoying creature, <laughs> Gurgi. Give him my Gurgi bag. We, we miss him. And so they use the, the powers of, of themselves and, and the cauldron, I guess, to um, to bring back uh, Gurgi, right? Uh, so tell me, did the sword do anything? It says, Terran has finally realized Gurgi's true friendship. He persuades them to revive the wild thing in exchange for the cauldron, forcing him to give up his magical sword permanently. Okay, so, so did the sword do anything sword, at any point? The sword was doing stuff... I- uh, when they were initially escaping from the castle, because he was like fighting off the the the, the henchmen. So he could have just it. used a normal sword. I mean, I guess it worked better than a normal sword. It had like magical properties. It was like zapping them and stuff. And he was like destroying stuff really easily with it. Yeah, he could. It was like He Man sword. Yeah. Oh my goodness! I forgot to mention this to you guys, but apparently, this movie didn't do well in in the states, but it did do well in like France and Japan. And it did so well in Japan that uh, Hayao Miyazaki, the creator of The Legend of Zelda, he incorporated some of the fantastical elements of this story, and it's in Zelda. So I think the sword and kind of uh, Link's, like, look, like his little elf hat and his, (laughs) his, like, outfit, I think that all kind of comes from the Black Cauldron, which I learned today, and it, it blew my little mind. That's actually hilarious. It's nuts. Uh, yes. And it obviously works better there oh than yeah. it does here. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And not that this couldn't have worked in other circumstances. I just think they t- bit off too much more than excuse me more than they could chew yeah. in the story. And so when they parsed it, it literally became just it was like PC incoherent through through the through the whole. I mean, not incoherent. You could follow the story, but it was so like 
Bleh. Yeah, you didn't <laughs> you didn't time. really care about anything yeah. because it because it wasn't deep enough. And then it but on on the same turn it was too deep like steak wise that it made it confusing. Yeah. Like it yeah. like this death and destruction mm-hmm. was so it's not just like someone's not going to fall in love and get married like right. I mean that's one thing but it's like a, no the the decimation of, of a country or whatever. Oh my god. <laughs> not the whole world. Yeah. Whole universe, bro. The whole universe. Oy, um, caramba. Wait, what? Hang on. I, Are I, you reading I'm, some reading, I'm reading the very last sentence of this oh of no. this synopsis. It says, um, after Gurgi comes back to life, uh, Taryn and Alonwi kiss. Uh, it says, the four friends then journey back to Care Dalbin, where Dalbin and Dolly, who's Dolly, watch them in a vision created by Henwin, and Dalbin oh, yeah. finally praises Taryn for his heroism, though he prefers to be a pig boy. <laughs> yeah, you didn't remember that at the end? I I didn't remember him calling a pig boy. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> I saw a pig boy right here, and I was like, <laughs> I have to read whatever this is about to say. Pig boy. So yeah. Pig boy. So that's, that's I think that's the, the cat. Was that the cat's name? Remember how there was a cat right in the beginning? Oh. He like was Figaro. making. He was making the, like food. Okay. Yeah. He was yeah. talking to the cat, yeah. and he was like, I like this cat more than that pig. More than that pig boy. <laughs> pig boy. Well, I can just tell you something before we move on. Mm. I enjoyed this podcast and recording it more than I enjoyed this movie. Yes. For sure. Praise us. Praise us. This was fun. You know, I I enjoy our time together. Did I enjoy this movie? No. No, But but did I enjoy this? this? Recording this was fun. It was (laughs) much funner than watching the movie, (laughs) (laughs) which we also did together. And that was was cool. (laughs) No, it was pretty bad. That was the first time we've watched a movie together and I did not enjoy it. (laughs) wasn't your it wasn't your company no it was it was definitely it was movie. just the, the movie, movie that brought my us, that brought gosh us down. anywho um, so yeah that's the black cauldron and it uh, was uh uh not a hit <laughs> rot and tomato <laughs> score oh yeah what did know. it get okay so on watch i want to see it have like an audience score of like 87 percent or something <laughs> i'll be so pissed <laughs> no i mean i'm ready for this business okay what is it no um <laughs> on rotten tomatoes this movie has a ninety percent. Has a <laughs> <laughs> an amazing score of fifty five percent. Okay, what's the audience? Uh, the audience score. Yeah, is but what did what did Bedtime Story have? Like thirty or something? Uh, I think Bedtime Stories had like a sixty or something. Oh, okay, yeah. I thought that one was really bad. Or maybe it was like forty five or something like that. Oh, I, I have the reviews here. Do you want me to tell you what it is? Um, the audience score is forty eight percent. So there's that. But yes, so dude, if you have good. some reviews, let's let's do them. So hold on, S- um, IMDb it has a six point four out of ten. You said fifty five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Metacritic has it at fifty nine percent, and apparently the Google users it gives you that too. Mm-hmm. It says eighty eight percent of people yeah, like this movie. Yeah, Google users are dumb. So well, what is that? Just a thumbs up I or a thumbs no, down? I think yeah. that this movie, ha- after its uh, after its release, has found some fans. Like I, I had seen it before this viewing. A long time ago, and I remembered it fondly, but I couldn't. I couldn't have told you any plot details before we watched it this this time or anything like that. So I think I think people had found it and uh, watched it. Oh, actually, this movie it, it did so poorly that after it came out, it didn't come out on home video for another ten years. Like it didn't <laughs> come out <laughs> until like 1995 on VHS. And it came That's out in fantastic. Mm-hmm. Thank you. No, we will not. <laughs> we will not be giving this the to the public. Uh-uh. <laughs> oh wait, oh, it says it released on VHS in the United Kingdom in '97 and the United States in '98. <laughs> Part of the m- 
Walt Disney Masterpiece Collection. So I think I think that when it came out on home video and people got to watch it at home and not have to pay for it <laughs> up front at the movie theater and stuff like that, I think that's when you know some some fans were were created. Okay, I need to read this. Yes, please. Okay, so this. I don't even know where I got this. I'm, I looked up reviews for this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and the critic reviews um, are kind of all over the place. Like, this one gave it a four out of five, saying, perhaps the spookiest animated feature in the Disney's collection, The Black Cauldron, may frighten even fans of Goosebumps and other youthful horror videos, yeah. which I agree. But it gave it a four out of five. This one, two out of five. Possibly <gasps> the worst animated feature the house of mouse has produced but certainly stumbling but certainly is stumbling around the darker recesses of the disney vault but then like this dude garvey neal no 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 not garvey bryson g wrote honestly this movie is a masterpiece after researching the backdrop and bad events that happened during the production of this film, I appreciate the symbolism and the fantastic, smooth, well-put-together movie that we see before us. Yeah, but that's after you researched it, bro. Nah, bro, it was bad. I mean, yeah, some some uh, reviewers did give it good scores. Uh, Roger Ebert liked it, and uh, who is this? Charles Solomon of the L.A. Times said it had splendid visuals. And it was rip-roaring yeah. fun. But, but most people were like, ooh, this is not as good as the last couple of Disney movies we've seen. Nope. You know? Nope. Nope, and nope, and nope. In fact, let's review it. So we already know it's a flop. They lost money. So we don't really need to talk about how much money it made because uh, it didn't make any. I mean, it definitely didn't make much. Uh, <laughs> let's see. It had a proposed budget of $44 million. So it was the most expensive animated film ever made at the time. <laughs> and it grossed a grand total of $21.3 million domestically in the U.S., uh, so it was a huge, huge loss for Disney. Um, and I think worldwide it made a little bit more money. I don't have the numbers on that right now, but not enough to recoup the full $44 million, yeah. unfortunately. Oh, also, uh, the Care Bears movie, uh, which came out the same year, beat it by like a million dollars, <laughs> which Disney was very insulted by. <laughs> the Care Bears, the Care Bears beat us, really? Oof. Well, maybe you should have had like a sparklier disposition because <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> um. So yeah. Um. You want to give your rating? Yeah, Luis, you go first. I need to know. Zero. <laughs> zero. <laughs> you can't give it a zero. A hard. He could give it a zero. Oh, I could give it a zero. He oh gave he gave a ten not too long ago. We can give zero, zero now. This was the most awful movie I've ever <laughs> seen that Disney has produced. <laughs> Dang. Luis said it. A zero. Um. I'm gonna. Nah. As a matter of fact, it owes me 10 (laughs) points. (laughs) Negative 10. I'm going to give it a (laughs) 3. 3 out of 10. 3 out of 10. It's a 30% movie, (laughs) in my opinion. (coughs) It makes, it makes, um, what's the one with the fishy and they're singing? Under the water. The fishy and they're singing. Uh, the sword the and the stone. Mermaid? It makes that movie look so good. <laughs> <laughs> the little mermaid. <laughs> the sword and the stone is great. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going stone back. It's so over. great. I want to watch it again. I'm remembering that one fondly still. Um, yeah, I'm gonna give this movie. <sighs> I just gave it a three. I'm gonna give it a four. I'm gonna give it a four. Why did you give it an extra four point? out of ten? I will give it uh, <laughs> one more point than you. <laughs> Purely because it, it its story at least ha, ha, the the story makes me think that there's a lot 
buried underneath the surface and that I should go read the book. So yeah, at the but very it least, was the movie good. So at the very least, it exposed me to something that might be good uh. <laughs> out there. But no, a four out of ten is okay. is is a terrible elf, a terrible f. You know, you, a you terrible really elf. a terrible <laughs> elf. Oh man, <laughs> just the worst elf. <laughs> you mean creature? Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> this movie gets a like out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was, it's, it's, it's no good. <laughs> oh, no, I meant actual creature from Harry Potter. Mm. Oh, elf. creature. Creature. Okay, so here's the deal. Here's my score. Three. I'm going to give it a three, two. Yes. But I agree with Andre that I like, I do like the more whimsical worlds. Yes. I like the world they're trying to create, even though I do feel like it's a Lord of the Rings semi rip off yeah. but i wonder if that's just because it's badly done you know yeah like I think, I think that's that's the main reason so that makes me kind of interested in reading the books um a little bit but that doesn't mean the a movie's good also apparently um they acquired the rights to this to this franchise the chronicles of per per Dian or whatever <laughs> per dame per um, because the lord of the rings got super popular again in the 70s oh. so in like the 71 72 Lord of the Rings was like all the rage. Everybody was reading it again, and I think mm. they were producing those like animated movies mm -hmm. about Lord of the Rings. So I, they acquired these specifically based on the success of the Lord of the Rings. Sure. So uh, that doesn't surprise me at all that it. Well, and Dungeons and Dragons like apparently was big during mm -hmm. that time, yep. and you know, with all of that, it's very medieval, sword, stones, mm. stuff Sorcery. going on. Yeah. You know, bearded men doing witchy things. Yeah. It makes sense as to why they did it, but did they do it well? No. No. Really do I like the idea behind it? Yes. Yeah. And when you really think about it, with how dark they were going with the whole cauldron idea, there there's a lot of stuff they could have done with it. Mm -hmm. But I think that them being Disney, they were really biting off more than they could chew. Like it's too dark of a story yeah. for them. It was really it was way too dark. Like Like I think if like Netflix did it, Mm -hmm. Like as an animate, like redid it as an animated feature, then maybe it w could be really cool because they could make it as dark as they freaking want right, to. Right, and it could have that like pretense about it. When you go into a Disney movie, especially in like 1985, you're like, "This is gonna be fun. <laughs> We're gonna have some fun for in this sure. Movie. It's gonna be lighthearted. There's I was gonna excited. Be an, it was gonna an be an animal movie. that. Talks. If I would have taken my kid to that, I would have been pissed off. Right. Excuse my language. I would have been <laughs> mad. Yeah, dude. You know, because that is not something you want to take your kid to in the dark. No way. Yeah. But please give them the info about how this may or may not be turned into a, I don't know, live action. Oh, no. that's right. Not happy so about it. Disney I don't has, need it. Disney has reacquired the rights to the Chronicles of Perdain. Pr um, uh, yes, the Black Cauldron uh, live action remake. There, there, is, there is talks to, to reopen this door. Um, and I guess no. that it, would, it could be okay. You know, I mean. Maybe. But no more live action on they made crappy it like material. A horror movie? That'd well, be cool, like a horror side to it. Yeah, for I sure. mean, the fact that it it was already like tr truly a scary movie. It was it was it was terrifying. If I was a kid watching this movie, it would uh, I would have been scared it's out not of my. For kids. That's why part. Netflix would be the perfect company. To yeah. Well, it. I mean, it would be Disney Plus, obviously. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Um. So I I mean. So it's not going to be horrific. It probably wouldn't be horrific, but they could definitely. You know, they could do that go if they go to. darker and make that apparent in the trailer and and 
and also make it more fun than, than this was. As long as they're not following the exact same script as uh, <laughs> the 1985 animated Black Cauldron, I think they could probably do something okay with it. If they maybe tone it down to just one of the books or maybe open it up, open up the scope of it a little bit to not have to rely on the books as much as they, they did yeah. before. And yeah. If they maybe rename a couple characters. They put, that song, <laughs> they put that song in it. Something wicked this way comes. From Harry Potter. Yeah. All right. You could tell what's on M- Michelle's double, mind tonight. Double, trouble. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be in boiling trouble right now if you don't stop it. Okay. Trying to get herself over a cauldron somehow. Oh, and she was uh, mixing her own head as the cauldron. Yeah. So, you know. Her head is the cold. <laughs> <right> <laughs> Close <now>. enough. <laughs> oh Stir it up, baby. <laughs> Stir it up. Uh, so, yeah. So, I guess we can maybe look forward to seeing some more Black Cauldron in our Disney futures. But I, didn't, I didn't know going. But go ahead. <laughs> for now. Next, <laughs> next time, for us, uh, we will be doing uh, the animated movie from the early 2000s. I don't have an exact year. Treasure Planet. Planet of Treasure. Oh, that's what we're doing. Remember when I kept calling Atlanta's Treasure Planet a couple <laughs> moons ago? Oops. So, Treasure Planet, which came out in 2002, uh, it's live action. Or not live action. It's, it's animated. <laughs> it's um, action-y, and it was live at one time on the animation it board. It confused with Atlantis in my head. This and is Emily's Space head. V water. This Dude. is the space one, right? Yes, this is the space one, yes. Okay. It's it's space. It's, it's the one that it's has pirates. the flubber, pink flubber thing. Yes, you remember. What? Oh, you'll see <laughs> when we watch it. Um, but this is the last movie that we're gonna do before Disney Plus arrives, and then I feel like our show is gonna be very Disney Plus centric. <laughs> Sorry about it. I mean, and then just it's gonna get real interesting. But that's just that's just convenient for for us and for for you guys because if we're watching a movie that's readily available to all Disney fans, then that that makes it easy. And you here's don't have to, the thing: dive into the vaults to and watch the Black Cauldron like point, we did. We're gonna be real with you, listeners. We've watched like all the good movies. We watched all the good ones, but um, we've hit a, a lot, lot of, of good we hit ones. A, we've hit a lot of. So, the if you have any suggestions, like please hit us up with those suggestions. But yes. yes. As Andre said, when Disney Plus gets released, we're gonna be doing a cool, uh, a cool, a cool thing that we'll announce on the next episode. But lots of cool things, really. Yeah. I mean, there's lots gonna cool be things, so we're many. Gonna, we're gonna have a theme. So many options. Theme. Yes, we'll have more options, and the options will be available to you to to view as well, which I'm excited about. I'm excited about it too. Personally. Although honestly, I'm just gonna be watching uh, the Mandalorian over and over. No, you're just gonna be watching Cheetah Sisters. Cheetah. Cheetah Girls. Sisters. You know, I'll watch The Mandalorian twice, and then I'll throw in The Cheetah Girls, and then I'll do another Mandalorian. <laughs> What's The Mandalorian? The Mandalorian is the new Star Wars show. Remember the one out. with Pedro? It's got oh. Pedro Pascal, and it's got Gina Carano, and it's got um, Giancarlo Melinda Esposito. May. So yeah, Melinda May. Mm-hmm. Whatever her own Cheetah name is. Cats? <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's not Disney. Cheetah it is. Cheetah Girls Cheetah is definitely Am I thinking Disney. about the... You're thinking of the... Um, not actual cats. Josie and the Pussycats. Yes, I am. Okay, my favorite part <laughs> is that you know what he was talking about. Yeah. Abs- like you immediately knew. That's it's from uh, Cartoon Network. Yeah, Cartoon Network, dog. Boomerang. Old cartoons. Yeah. Anyway. Y'all don't know nothing about nothing. 
<laughs> Ain't nobody like me except me. Moving, Moving on. on. Ain't nobody like me except me. Shut um, up. <laughs> you, all right. That's been it for this week, you guys. Thank you so much for listening to our um, complete teardown of the Black Cauldron. Hope we hope you, you enjoyed, enjoyed it. it. Um, <laughs> you know, feel free to listen to this and not watch the movie. Honestly, I think that's the, the best way to go. Uh, <laughs> you know, watch a clip on YouTube and then, <laughs> and then listen to this podcast. Um, but for now, if you want to keep up in touch with us, we are on the internet. We are at the Walt Vault Pod <laughs> on social media. You okay. can email us at contact at the com. You can subscribe on any podcast platform out there. And if there's one that you can't subscribe on, let me know. I'll, I'll throw us up there, too. Uh, if you're on YouTube, you can leave a comment down below. You can hit subscribe. You can hit the like button. Do all of that. Yeah. All of those shares and helps uh, helps us, you know, get to more uh, Disney eyes and ears out there. So uh, any help you can provide. And if you want to help even more, you can sign up for our Patreon, patreon.com slash the Walt Vault, where we provide extra content for you at a small additional price. Uh, so, yeah, go there. That helps keep the lights on here in the vault, which is very dark, as I've said before. It actually is very dark in here it's today. You're in a dark corner. It's dimly lit, okay? Uh, candles. No. Um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> you guys, that's been it. That's been it for this From week. From the cauldron. We'll see you next time for some Treasure Planet goodness. The vault is now closed. <laughs>